This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. Yo, what is going on? Welcome back to the show. Today, we have a Q&A. Let's go ahead and hop right into it. So, first question, how many calories of cardio would you typically add to a cut when it becomes necessary? All right, so here, first and foremost, um, adding cardio isn't normally the first thing I do in a fat loss phase. So, basically, we have this order of operations, you could say, with a client, like before we add any cardio, First and foremost, we make sure that nutrition is dialed in, tracking calories accurately, and you're very consistently hitting your macro targets. Um, Outside of that, you're super consistent with strength training, and then you are super consistent with a step goal. Because the reality of fat loss is your movement outside of the gym, as far as movement goes, even like when we're taking cardio into account, is going to make much more difference. So first and foremost, before I add any client or any cardio to a client, want to make sure we have all of those dialed in. From there, like if fat loss is stalled, I will generally give the client the option like, yo, would you rather move more or eat a bit less? And I would rather like, if they realistically think they can get more steps in, I would rather bump that than add like traditional cardio. And then from there, we've seen that oftentimes adding cardio will stimulate more hunger and uh, like anecdotally, it seems like it's more than like a five to ten percent decrease in calories for most people. So normally, it makes sense for like the first adjustment of a fat loss phase with a client to typically be a slight decrease in calories. Now, past that point, then I like to start to add in typically two to three sessions of low intensity steady state. So something like walking on an incline at a heart rate of like one twenty to one forty beats per minute. So there, when a client is already dieting, so which is already a lot of stress on their body, they're already training three to five times a week, that's already quite a bit of stress that we're hitting them with. So if we go in and we smash them with tons of like high intensity work, which is actually a mistake a lot of people make, it can create so much stress that before long, your body is just absolutely smashed, you're not recovering very well at all, you're losing a lot of progress in the gym, Whereas low intensity steady state stuff like this is actually more restorative. So it makes more sense to add in lists. But yeah, typically the first adjustment I like to make, again, when I do add cardio, two to three list sessions at about 120 to 140 beats per minute. All right, next up we have, what do you do for clients that don't want to track calories? All right, so typically what I do in this situation when a client starts and they don't want to track calories I use something called the handful diet. Now, full disclosure, I use this a lot less than I used to. I work with a lot of coaches now. I work with a lot more people that kind of want to nerd out over nutrition more. So I don't run into this very often. But when a client doesn't want to track, I typically start with, again, the handful diet, which is something I pulled from Precision Nutrition. So here, basically, we're getting clients measuring their portions using strictly their hands. So it's a palm-sized portion of protein, a cupped hand-sized portion of carbs, thumb-sized portions of fats, and one to two fist-sized portions of veggies. So from there, what I'll do is basically figure out a rough number for what this person's 
caloric intake should be. And we can roughly guesstimate like, okay, one palm of protein for most people is probably 20 to 30 grams of protein. One cup pan of carbs is probably like 25 to 35 grams of carbs. Similar, and then like one thumb of fat is probably five to 15 grams of fat. So then we can get a rough estimate of like, okay, this is about where this person is gonna be calorically. And then I'll assign them X number of each of those servings per meal. So the thing here is, this is a great way to help clients build a foundation because one, we're just teaching them like, okay, this is a very protein dense food. This is a carb dense food. This is a fat dense food. And we're also just helping them build smart meals that are relatively well balanced and teaching people how to prioritize protein and really whole foods. So like for a client that's coming to you with very little nutrition knowledge, just focusing on this will make a massive difference. That said, the only time I've found this to be more of a struggle and why I often push people to track is when we get into like the flexible lifestyle side of things. So I also attract clients for whatever reason that like to go out on the weekends a lot more it seems. So like when we're working with like, okay, how do I fit like a couple drinks into this? Or like, I wanna go out for pizza. How do I like make that work with this? That's typically when I like to start to transition people to like, okay, now let's track calories and protein for a bit. You don't have to do this forever. But now we kind of have all these different tools. You have this basic foundational knowledge of how you need it most of the time. And then also I can teach you like, okay, now that we're tracking, like here's how you can kind of make like pizza work in your day or whatever. So typically when people start on the handful diet, at least for some time, I'll transition them to tracking also. And then I've had clients go from handful diet to tracking to back to handful diet, but they learned a lot from both. And I think they're both very good educational tools. None of this is to downplay at all the handful diet either because like I've had clients lose 40, 50 pounds on this. It just really depends on what your client wants and like really where you feel like they need education the most. All right, so final question is, how should you periodize strength training in a fat loss cycle while continuing to cut calories? All right, so this is one that we have a long-winded answer on. So first and foremost, the reality of training is like what we do doesn't change that much whether we are in a fat loss phase or a gain phase. Like our fat loss doesn't come from our strength training. That's where we're building muscle. Our nutrition is where we're really focused on like, okay, this is where we're creating fat loss. So that's one thing to always keep in mind when we're talking about quote unquote training for fat loss. So from there, basically I would set this up. How would any other training program? Now, first and foremost, we want to make sure like at this point you have limited recovery resources, right? You're taking in less calories, less energy, less recovery resources. So therefore we need to be careful that we're not overtraining too much. So I would say for most general population people, this means we're training probably three to four times a week, either three times a week full body or four times a week upper lower or push pull push pull would be a smart approach here. Now from there, I would just set this up. We have, depending on if you're doing full body, one metric based movement of the day, or if you're doing an upper lower split, we have two metric based movements. We're really focusing on pushing the weight. And here I really like this as just kind of a conjugate style of training. So basically what this means is 
to start the week, or basically we have multiple focuses within one week. So in this case, both strength, which with conjugate coming from West Side Barbell, it would be like a max effort day. That's our strength day. So whereas like there would be, okay, we're pushing for like very low reps here, I would probably be like, okay, we have a strength day where we're hitting like, let's say a three by five or a four by five on your deadlift. We're really focusing on pushing heavy ass weight there. And then we have one upper body day and one lower body day like that. So maybe day one, we hit a heavy bench press. Day two, we hit a heavy deadlift. And then later on in the week, we switch to a repetition effort day with like, okay, now our squat, our primary metric-based movement of our second lower body day is more hypertrophy focused. So here we're gonna go for like eight to 10 reps. And then similar with like an overhead press, instead of a bench press. And then within that, typically like to program how we would consider undulating periodization. But so typically when we talk about like undulating periodization, daily undulating periodization, it's okay, like we have day one, we're just gonna squat a five by five. And then later in the week, we're hitting like a squat eight by 10. But here I also like to apply that same idea. Like, okay, we have strength work, we have hypertrophy work, and then we have some pump work all typically in the same day. So like taking it back to that deadlift day, okay, we have like this heavy four by five of deadlifts. And then we're gonna go into split squat, but we're gonna up the rep range here a bit more. So now we have like a six to eight deadlift. And then, okay, let's get some pump work. Let's get some metabolic stress work going here. So then we're gonna hop on like the hamstring curl and do like some myo reps. I'm just gonna get a crazy pump in our hamstrings or crazy quad pump, something like that. You get the idea here. So really hitting all three of these focuses within the same day. And that's really how I like to program it. That's for most people, most gen pop people from all my experience working with clients in person and online. That's the style that I found to be the most effective because the reality is like when we're talking about periodization for online clients, especially, well, often in like traditional sizes of periodization, we'll have blocks that are anywhere from four to 12 weeks with a specific focus. So like, okay, this is my strength block, this is my hypertrophy block, this is my power block, so on and so forth. The thing is with online clients that who knows how long this person is gonna be with you. Like let's say they hit their hypertrophy block and their strength block and now like something comes up in life and that client for whatever reason has to leave then there's all these adaptations that they missed out on. So for most of my clients, I think like this kind of conjugate style across the week and then undulating across the day makes the most sense because then we're constantly training all these adapt adaptations. We're improving at all these adaptations. And if a client leaves, then I know that they haven't like missed out on this important piece of their training. So really in a fat loss phase again, like the most important thing here is you have your nutrition on lock. And truly, if you've never worked with a nutrition coach on this, I would definitely suggest it. That will help a ton. And then I would essentially every, and this really depends on the client. Some clients like to switch it up less often, but generally I would split this up into four week blocks. So this is where you apply different progression. So like, okay, this week we're doing a deadlift five by five. And then maybe our next block we're doing wave loading where we're hitting like five, three, one, five, three, one, and so on and so forth. 
And really with the compound movements, we don't want to switch those up a ton. So we can really focus on creating overload, but it is smart to switch up our rep schemes that we're applying to these. Again, generally every four to 12 weeks, I would say generally you can actually milk a rep scheme like up to eight weeks for most intermediate people. But the reality is most people just get bored by the four week point. So we can still make great progress if we're dividing it up into these four week blocks. And yeah, for a fat loss phase, that is really how it's set it up training wise. All right guys, and that is all we have for today. Now, before I let you go, do me two, two quick favors. One, click the link in the show notes to download your free copy of the Lifestyle Diet. This is a PDF I put together based on exactly what I teach my clients about maintaining a very flexible nutritional lifestyle. This is how my clients can go out and have a glass of wine or work a piece of pizza into their macros and still get great results. Again, this is 100% free. I don't know why you haven't downloaded this already. Now, second, do me one more huge favor. If you've enjoyed this show, take a screenshot of this episode on your phone, share it to your Instagram story, and tag me. One, I want to connect with you, and two, this really helps me grow the reach of the show. And that is all I have for now. Thanks for tuning in.